The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. everyone welcome to well an award-winning episode of radioactive metal this is episode 768 and i'm snowy white and this is aaron and dear listeners this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at truco coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com go out there check out all the different coffee they have my personal favorite is still um, Muir Calvete. Um, although, you know, the originals. Um, oh, man, what was the original? 
Was it? No, it wasn't Kafa a Storm, was it? Ah, uh, that's the Frozen Pirate like Dance. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, no, I can't remember. <laughs> but I really can't remember what the, the original one was. But I mean, if you're into organic, they have an organic coffee, natural selections, pun intended. Um, mm-hmm. So go out there, get on the mailing list, because 2024 is probably going to be a wild ride. These guys mm-hmm. are always thinking of stuff. Um, hopefully, this year, maybe they'll get back into doing the coffee pop-ups. Before the pandemic, they were showing up at uh, concerts all over uh, Ohio and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just putting on a coffee bar, right? So it's it's a fun, I don't know, they're a fun time. And if you're on the mailing list, you'll know what's going on and definitely get some coffee. All right. Snowy, what's going on with you? Right on, right on. Well, myself, uh, once again, it's uh, it has been a long Monday out on the uh, on the old Clark Kent job, but I'm excited. I re I'm revamping here. I'm getting re energized with a cup of true cavalts myself, and I'm excited because da 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 it's that time again. And, of course, what that time again is, when I get so excited about this, is our annual Rammy Awards. Radioactive Metal, R-A-M, Rammy Rammies. Kind of our takeoff of the Grammys. And with that, it's basically, um, like, Various different categories that uh, mean the most to metalheads, and uh, just this the stuff that we're also going to enjoy now. Sorry to all the bands that are going to quote unquote win tonight. Sorry, there's no trophy, there's no prize. I'm I'm not sending a hooker to your hotel in honor of you winning. This award, <laughs> okay, it's just basically you and I sitting down and sharing with all of our beautiful listeners exactly, you know, the things that caught our attention and the material that really turned our crank in 2023. It's always a lot of fun. We've been doing this right from the start. So this is what the this would be what the seventeenth annual Rammy Awards already. Uh, yes. You know, <laughs> holy geez, because we started uh, October two thousand six, so the first Rammies would have been at the end of of that of the of that year, going into two thousand seven. Oh wow! Every once in a while, like I still run into. To new people that don't know about radioactive metal, and they're like, "Really? How long have you been doing this?" Well, like seventeen years now. They're like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like that long? Well, yeah, it's just something that we love doing, and we're going to continue to do. Like I said, as long as I have breath in this body, like there's going to be a radioactive metal. So, and the Rammy Awards have always been a good time and have always been one of our highlights. Uh, do you want to, do you have anything else or do you just want to no, jump let's into get things? On with it. You want to get on with the grunt, as my dad would say. 
Okay, well, I figure we'll start with with some of the lightweight categories, as I kind of call them, before we kind of get into the more heavyweights, you know, the, the, the categories that kind of mean the most. So I figure um, let's uh, start with the uh, news story of the year. You know, right. some, yeah, something that happened in the news that we covered that was of great importance to you. Well, I think for me this year, it was the Iron Maiden stamps. The Iron Maiden stamps. Yeah. Yeah. UK Royal Mail uh, put out the Iron Maiden series of stamps. I thought that was a really big deal. Did we Um, discuss this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It it was literally January 2023, I think, when we talked about it. It's been a while. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a day and a night. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's the thing is like it it was it was one of those things where I'm like this is so monumental because what other metal band has ever been put on a stamp? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean like as far as like like you know rock and roll icons Elvis here in the states. Um but to see Iron Maiden, you know, I, I mean Elton John over in the UK, I could see getting a stamp, right? Right. Um but Maiden is not who I would have guessed at all. And and I, I think that's a pretty big deal, right? To metalheads everywhere. I think so, too. I just I just wish... Sorry, I wish I would have remembered that. I think this is a, um, a future discussion topic for you and I. Bands that we feel, you know, should be immortalized, you know, with the whole stamp thing. I because... would love to have that discussion. I definitely feel like Kiss should be on a stamp. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So something to ponder. That's fantastic. I want some of those. What the hell? Now I'm mad at myself. Well, I was trying to order them, but it's not, it, it, I wasn't quite figuring it out because, you know, it's the whole UK thing and blah, blah, blah. Oh, Although, I, do you guys have the Royal Mail where you're at? Is that who you have? Uh, I don't know what that means. The Royal Mail. So no, I guess not. Okay. Well, I guess not. (laughs) No, it's not the same system. You know, just like we have our Canadian, you know, mail system and then everything outside of our borders is now international. I wish I now, now you got me thinking, oh. Yeah, I wish we were connected mail-wise with the UK. Like, that would be fantastic. But, oh, well, oh, well. Uh, for myself, um, and some people might argue with me, well, no, that's not very metal, but um, the Canadian um, AOR, hard rock, rock band, whatever you want to call them, April Wine, okay, had a very strong influence on a lot of uh, some of the hard rock and metal bands, you know, throughout the 80s and into the 90s. And probably even today, you know, there's that that whole new generation that seems to be latching on to classic rock. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Well, just recently this year, a couple months ago, we lost one Miles Goodwin the main man behind April Wine, I'm sure you'll remember. Um, Well, I don't know. I think, I think we discussed it 
is was April Wine a a thing in the U.S. like no. they, I don't think they were over huge. No, what what it, like I I'm aware of the name, but they're definitely not anything huge here. Hmm. I know it it's it's kind of weird how that works. Like when the band the Tragically Hip was a thing up here in Canada, you know they would play the 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 Winnipeg Arena, ten thousand people. Then they would go to Los Angeles. And play to eighteen people, like it's just, you know, like some some bands conquer some territories and not so much. So, yeah, we lost one of the all-time greats in Miles Goodwin. So, yeah, our rest in power once again. And it wasn't just like it, it, it was all over the country. Like it was a buzz. All music fans. We're all, you know, you heard about Miles Goodwin, eh? Yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. And that's that's too bad. One of the all-time greats. Um, how about uh, the uh, comeback of the year? Which is um, this is one of those categories, I guess, is kind of uh, open-ended. It's kind of suggestive. Um, it could be a band that had, you know, dissolved years ago and now they've reunited, putting out a new record. Or, you know, we've also said in the past, you know, when a band hasn't put out any new material for six, seven years and hey, look at this, we got a new record, we're kicking ass again, you know, great, you know, let's see what you got. That's a comeback for my years as well so uh yeah for your comeback of the year my friend what you got dillinger escape plan since we just learned was the last oh. episode that, yeah. that they reformed <laughs> and i totally missed it so um yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what else goes on there yeah uh, are they anticipating have we heard if they're anticipating any new material or? i have no idea i mean if if they're announcing they're reforming that's gotta mean new, new a new record. I'm hoping, dude. Yeah, yeah, because they're not just gonna go. Yeah, yeah, Dillinger reunion. We're gonna jam in our basement. And what else? No, that's it. We're just we're just gonna hang out. Yeah, we decided we like each other after all, and we're just gonna hang out. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's what they're gonna do. No, no. So yeah, looking forward to new material from them. Canada's Striker, their last record was 2018. Okay, and this is Radioactive Metal alum Striker. Really, really good trad trad metal band. Like I said, we've had them on the show. Every time they've put out a new record, they've, um, you know, it's come across our desk and we've played it, including the new record Ultra Power, which is going to be dropping in February. Okay, the reason I'm getting excited about this, okay, and this is this is an underground band, okay. Um, while I'm at my Clark Kent job, all I really have is terrestrial radio, and I'm hearing, you know, pretty frequently, they must be up to medium rotation, I'm hearing, like, the first single, Circle of Evil, on, like, regular boring old radio. Wow. And I was floored. 
<laughs> it's like it's like this is great, yeah. Like you know, and I'm hearing um, Winnipeg punk band Propagandi on the radio. You know, there's new Judas Priest that's going to be dropping early this year and all that. So actually, you know, listening to just old-fashioned radio isn't really too bad for me lately. Today, their version. The fake version of mandatory metal. Okay. Um, they played Dio Stand Up and Shout. That was wow. That was the highlight of my work day. Was <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. So good on Striker. Congratulations, all the success, and hopefully that means uh, when they play here in winnipeg which will have to be you know once this record is released they got across the country and bigger and better things to them for sure for sure uh, and our um indie or slash new like we at one time new not nu okay although i don't think we really have to <laughs> we have to point that out anymore but um yeah, one time we had these at separate categories, and just with the way the internet is now, just the way people have access, everybody is on Spotify, so putting it out DIY and putting it out on a uh, on even a reputable label, some would argue that labels just aren't necessary anymore. And, Not at least as necessary as they used to be. Right, right. So we we just decided, you know what? Let's just let's just merge them, like together. This is where we are in the world. So uh, yeah, yeah. What what about your best new or indie band? All right. So for my new slash indie band of the year, um, I I don't think they're new, but they're definitely still indie. Um, is Charleston's dog bite they're a local uh punk band here when dri came through um actually each time dri's came through although i missed them the last time dog bites opened and what's to, no what's today today's monday so this wednesday as we're recording the coffin cats are coming through and i may try oh, to make that show oh, dude. if i can visit oh dude i want to see it something fierce oh but so uh, Dog Bites going to open for that show, too. And oh. they're, they're just a fun, raucous punk band. They work their butts off. Um, the, the one time I saw them, they opened with um, Ace of Spades. <laughs> they opened with the cover. Yeah. Oh, that's ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> because I know, you know, like as much as I would dig a band, they start off with a cover, I'd be standing at the stage just... You know, like, what the fuck? And the singer would be like, oh, no, Snowy doesn't approve. Uh-oh. What are we going to do? It's the Ace of Spades. Who doesn't approve of the Ace of Spades? Oh, yeah, but save that for, like, the, the second last song or the third last song or something. Like, to, to start off with a cover? But who I'd be doesn't my approve of the Ace of Spades? I'd... <laughs> Just not the first song. It's the only card you need. <laughs> not the first song. I'd be wagging my finger definitely for that, but yeah, dog bite, dog bite. Okay, I'm gonna check them out. 
Check yeah, I out. think you'll dig them. It, uh, if you just search like Dog Bark Charleston, you'll find a few YouTube videos. You can see them live. Okay. I think I'm going to do that. All right. And for myself, you know what? I kind of stuck around home as well. Although, okay, um, Gutter Creek here, for the most part, are members of... Um, are from Winnipeg here, but it's also um, fronted by uh, ex uh, te Testament man um, Greg Greg Christian. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. As you'll recall, when they're when they dropped, they 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 just recently dropped their latest indie record, Fangs to the Face. And we played the title track, and like this is it really impressed me. It really impressed me, and I remember um, them getting airplay once again on terrestrial radio here in Winnipeg for that aforementioned mandatory metal section because they were doing a cover of um, April Wine's "Sign of the Gypsy Queen." And of course, they got tapped because of you know record or uh, radio station mumbo jumbo. You know they were they were all they were already paying for that song, so why not do uh, you know a, make a local band, give them a little bit of press, you know for their version of that. And I remember being really psyched for, for that. So that. And just just the record in general and drummer Derek is just a hell of a guy as well. I like hanging out with him. And um, so, yeah, um, I'm giving the nod to Gutter Creek. They had a fantastic year. Let's get to that. Um, that Gutter Creek record. And you know what? I'm going to drop a track from this dog bite as well. I'm going to see if I can find something from them but this is winnipeg slash the world's gutter creek with fangs to the face
everybody here needs to go home and take a good long look at themselves. Because you're looking at... So they take a nap? Some 40-plus-year-olds hanging out with some young 20-year-olds. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. You know how much I love discovering new music. And when I went down the dog bite rabbit hole here on um, on the YouTubes, I saw a lot of really cool um, shows from your neck of the woods. 
as well. Like, yeah, man, this this year you had Negative Approach, you had Murphy's Law, you had some of those great bands that um, you talked about, you know, that have come through town. So, hey, man, maybe your your area, the scene's picking up, especially if they're producing great bands like this Dogfight. It honestly does seem like it, right? Like, like once once DRI came here for, you know, and I know DRI is nowhere near the status of, of where they were, but once DRI came here, I don't know if that just got me on the right side of mailing list to look for <laughs> but but it just seemed like like that was a turning point. Ah. Well, have fun this year. Like I said, hopefully That's it'll really pick up. And that was Charleston's own a dog bite with the song They Live, which was live from the Rebel Takaria, Takaria. How how would I Takaria, pronounce that? Takaria, I believe. Tak Takaria. Okay, well that's looks like it's a pretty cool club, a place I would definitely want to uh, hang out in and check out bands at. So yeah, I think I'm gonna, you know, go down, you know, a little more and check out all of these great bands in your area. Another great band up here from the Great White North was Artificial Decimation. Jeez. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. Yeah, I knew how to pronounce that all the way until I had to say it out loud. Artificial Decimation. Uh, I know how to say it in my head. Well, they're a cool two-piece punk band out of I want to say the Toronto area and they came through town blew me away fantastic stuff that was a Walt Disney was a, a Nazi great stuff great Jeez. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah I think we played that on the show earlier this year when they came through town and I that's just that's too, yeah. such a great song yeah because that that a song title like that, that kind of sticks out. I think so. I think so. So, um, yeah, now we're kind of going to get into um, the big four, shall we say? The big four categories here before we get into our um, Hall of Fame, which that's always a lot of fun as well. So let's go with... Um, Live, you know, which is basically your favorite concert, the, the the gig you enjoyed the most, the band that impressed you the most on the live front. Well, so what you got? For me, I've, I've technically really only seen three concerts this year. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess four. Two of them were in the movie theater. Okay. Yeah. One, one of them was live streamed, and that's the one that's my concert of the year. Is seeing Metallica on the Seven Two Seasons tour in uh, Arlington, Texas. That's, ah. that's my concert of the year. It was fantastic. Okay. I yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count that, and I understand why you would. But um. Well, you actually I, could I, say, I dug it. get out live. You know. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, like I'm saying, I'm hoping your 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 neck of the woods really, you know, sky sky's the limits in 2024. 
for you but uh, you know i'll definitely agree like um it what what because i saw the second night okay which had the um most of the material that i would be most interested in it seemed the first night you know was a lot of the 90s stuff that i really didn't care for very much so yeah, I think I picked the right night, and I definitely enjoyed it as well. A lot of people, okay, in the Winnipeg scene, when I said this, okay, I got a lot of, huh, really? How is that possible? Like, how did you, you know, um, because only just this past year have I seen GBH live. Really? Yeah, I know. See, there it goes again. Yeah, like it, it, and and it's not like GBH are here every year or every other year, but they were. There was kind of a point in the early '90s and the late '80s where you know they were here a handful of times, but just for one reason or another, I just, I just didn't make it. And finally, they were here. GBH is playing the Park Theater. You know, okay, this is this is the time, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if and I'm I'm just going to mention this because I'm not really big on runners up or whatnot. But the only time I really had what we call the snowy moment this year is when I would take in like more than one show a night. You know, um, there's. Not only more than one show a night, but like three to four shows a week. A week, or, or you know, I've had I've had weekends where I've gone to three different shows, and it just I don't know this this past year I really wasn't getting out much, but there was that one night. It was a Friday night, even. Okay, the legendary New York hardcore band Madball made their debut. Oh, nice, Winnipeg. Yeah, the same night. Canadian punk rockers, Panty Christ. I remember playing, that. Yeah, they were playing bulldogs across uh, across town. Well, I got Mrs. Snowy to dump to dump me off at at the theater to see Madball. As soon as they were done, I called her. Quick, quick, come and get me! Come and get me! Get me! Get me to Bulldogs because Panty Christ was playing there, and both shows were absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah, I kind of wanted to give that a little bit of a special runner-up, shall we say. Um, and I hope both of those bands, you know, over the next couple of years, make their way back. Um, like, metalheads and, and punks, okay, we're kind of uh, album-oriented. Yes, very much so. You know, like sing, singles and individual songs are fine, but I like to think that more than any other artist, we still appreciate the album. But every once in a while, that that one killer song that kind of you know is one that 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 kind of sticks out more from the that artist's particular album or it's just some song that gets your 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 blood your blood pumping your toes to tapping it's getting you to do a little dance in your bedroom it's you're humming it all day at work everyone has that favorite song 
What is Aaron's song of the year? My song of the year is Luxie Turner. Oh, okay. Okay, I was actually thinking of that, but I, you know, it came out late last year, so I kind of, ah, uh, you know what? There's, there, there, there's other stuff, but I'm definitely going to agree with you. That is a hell of a track. Um, and I believe when it first came out, like that was the first single, like before Seventy Two Seasons dropped. Yep. You know, that was like the first single, the first song making rounds on the interwebs. And I was blown away by just, oh, my God, you could take this song, drop it anywhere in Kill 'Em All, and it would fit. That and, album yeah. would almost fit. Uh, not oh, necessarily yeah. Kill 'Em All, but but just, just within those first three, like... I was listening to the entire album again when I was working on the Franken bass, you know, and that album is just so fantastic, man. I love the whole thing start to finish. I agree. I agree. We had a great time. They had the record um, release party at one of my local record shops when it went on sale at midnight. And I remember showing up a few hours early just to hang out at the shop, there were some guys from the local metal scene and Argy. This is Argy's shop. Um, shout out to them. They, uh, the the employees were there. You know, everyone that 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 stuck around. You know, after they got the record, they took pictures for their website of everyone holding up the seventy-two season CD or vinyl and. Which, if there wasn't a vinyl release for this, I don't think I would have done the midnight release just for a CD. You know what I mean? I would definitely would 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 do it for a vinyl because vinyl to me is just it means more. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm trying to remember what I did for Hardwired. If I got that on vinyl or if I got that on. CD because I, I went to the hardwired um, release party as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't recall there being one for that. And I only have the CD for that. But New Year's resolution get hardwire on vinyl. I imagine it's fantastic. Oh, it's got to be, dude. And I still have my mug that you sent me, the hardwired mug. Oh, I, it's funny. I, I forget about that. <laughs> I am. I I did just uh, my true cobalt coffee's done, and I poured my first fireball into my runaways mug. But you know, you'll be happy to know that your hardwired mug does have regular rotation. Rock nice. on, man. Yeah, yeah. For myself, the mighty destructor released a new record. And um, blood, blood, bone, and fire. And once again, you know, before that record dropped, they did a they did a promotional video, put it out on YouTube and wherever else. And I was just really impressed with the song "Heroic Age." You know, it's a nice, nice, nice trad metal, and those guys go back, you know, to the 
the glorious 80s and they're still killing it and yeah dave, dave overkill was a uh, radioactive metal alum and i should probably because i'm i i have them on facebook as well you know and we do we do communicate with that so one of these days you know like we haven't been an interview uh show in a while kind of taking a break after 16 years of doing interviews and all that but I know, I think maybe it's just about time to get back into the game this year, and we got to sit down with Mr. Overkill. I bet you, I bet you he's got a lot of cool stuff to uh, talk about with this new record. So, good stuff, good stuff. And of course, if with every kick-ass song, there's a kick-ass album... And I got to remember, like, when I was a kid, when I was younger, okay, and I was buying the full-length albums. And I would have my mother and sometimes even my brother, they're, they're like, why are you buying the, the album? Why don't you just buy the 45? My mom, you know, the 45 is one song. <laughs> you know, there's... On the full-length album, there's eight other songs, you know. <laughs> and and if this song is good, then I'm sure I'm sure the other ones I will definitely enjoy as well. So even even as a kid, okay, I was always kind of album-oriented, shall we say, and that hasn't stopped. So with that in mind, album of the year. What what say you? Well, you're not going to be surprised. Seventy two seasons. Oh, okay, that's uh, a like good Metallica choice. really good cleaned choice. up for yeah. me this year. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I get that. It's a good choice. It was a contender for me as well, and I'm always going to have the special memory of what we just spoke about, and oh, yeah. I hope I hope to repeat that as well um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh. <coughs> for anyone that knows me well enough okay <coughs> i was totally blown away by the uh japanese crust punk band cruelty cruelty with a k <clears throat> they came through town. They were supporting Shawanga Wonga Bong or whatever the hell that you pronounce that. But honestly, I really think they stole the show. They definitely did for me. And their Untopia record, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> just kind of kept that ball rolling from the show all the way up to now in meeting uh bassist sienna oh she was a real sweetheart so uh yeah the uh cruelty with a k and i believe we went through this last time you know because it's weird now um see when you're in the grocery store and you see corn spell with a c and it's like that's not right right yeah <laughs> you know i I see creator with a C and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, creator is with a K. For me, it's kind of the to the point now where cruelty is spelt with a K. 
it is what it is it is what it is so yeah yeah absolutely fantastic stuff <clears throat> well before we get into some new music here my friend da, 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 this is it this is the big one indeed but band of the year and yes. once again there's uh, oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> sorry there's no real rhyme and reason you know for any of these categories it's just what you feel what you think it, and you know the reasons are strictly yours so yeah what's aaron's band of the year it was kiss man this is it this is the year they kicked uh, off 50 years after the start right 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 that would actually would would be right up there for news story of the year yeah, that's well. actually a good point you know when they when they announced or or at least news story of the last five years yeah yeah because they probably I, I, I don't yeah they probably announced it before 2023 but the 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 two Madison Square Garden shows, the news of that would have come out in 2023. And that's that's what had everyone talking. You oh, know, yeah. those excuse me, those last two shows. So uh yeah, no, I totally and I'm your your kiss is your band. Kiss is the house band at Aaron Manor, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And, and I, I'm honestly like, I'm happy to see them retire. You know, like I said at, at the at the Madison Square Garden show, Paul's voice just isn't what it was, man. And there's so many, um, so many like clips surfacing now of like '90s and older Kiss, mm-hmm. and when when Paul's voice was still like in you know in form and just uh yeah yeah like i i miss those days i'm glad they made it to the end of the road i'm glad glad they're they're kicking off here and you know i just you know what do you say to a band that's had so much of an influence on my life i mean mm-hmm. you know they've got 50 years as a band but i've been a fan for almost 40 yeah and which is the majority of my life (laughs) yeah yeah when you when you think about it you know we we discovered these bands in the late 70s and then into the 80s and all that well we were born in the early 70s so we discover a band in the early 80s it's like you're right i never put it that way it's like yeah that's the we only had a handful of years in which, you know, we weren't fans. You know, I discovered Kiss with the Rock and Roll Over album. And I don't remember if it, if my brother brought it home off the new release rack or if it was a year later because I was barely, because I was just, I was just a wee one and I was too focused on hockey and comic books, you know, and baseball and all that. Music really wasn't, apart from my brother's KTEL compilations, music really wasn't on my radar very much. 
he brings home the vinyl of rock and roll over and i look at the cover and i'm like uh, these are superheroes come to life you know and i put the record you know i gave i gave the record a spin and while i'm not the mark for kiss that you are yeah that's i i can't imagine life without kiss same you know, man like, yeah, yeah, it would, it would it would definitely be weird. So, yeah, good good choice, and you're absolutely right. They deserve the retirement. I'm actually surprised that they didn't. No, actually, I'm not because you know Gene and Paul are workhorses. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah, I'm really not. I'm not really not that surprised that it took this long. Fifty fucking years, man. Okay, um, nineteen eighty four. Okay, is 40 years ago. Right. Yeah, like, I'm just saying this to make you feel old. Well, that's almost <laughs> when I would have discovered them. So, I mean, it's, oh, okay. it's almost right. exactly 40 years, dude. Like, Wow. Actually, no, yeah, Ooh. that makes sense because I would have been 12 and I'm 52 now. So, yeah, dude. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... Man. Hopefully, hopefully I've got enough gas in this tank here and this band does as well that in 40, 45 years, I can say I'm still a huge Cruelty with a K fan. I think you will be. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope both, both have a lot left in them. Like, like, and I'm not going to go into any details. I just talked about him with album of the year. Great fucking band. Great fucking record. Just, that's it. That's it. I, there's nothing more. <laughs> nothing, nothing more that I can add. Well recommended. Go out, you know, when they come. Through your neck of the woods, um, wherever you are, check them out. Make sure you go at the record bo- at the merch booth and buy a copy of Untopia. Hopefully, there'll be a second record available because great stuff, great stuff. Before we get on to our um, Hall of Fame inductions which i'll kind of get into the rhyme and reason about those before we get into that though i want to drop a track hey, i haven't said that in a while now that i think about it i don't think i've said that in a while yeah yeah and it's only fitting that i should say that with a band like the mighty destructor from the aforementioned blood bone and fire and one of my Rammy Award winners, this is Heroic Age.
Okay. What our Hall of Fame awards are, it's just it's it, it's basically just what what it's what it is, except it's now part of our Rammies, and we have three three categories, and these are all of things that we feel, you know, if if there was like a heavy metal hall of fame, you know, these categories, okay, and these choices we make, we honestly think at some point would be inducted into it. Like they're like, there's just so many great underground bands. Okay. Like Venom. Okay. They're never getting into the rock and roll hall of fame. You know, even even some more hair hair metal bands that maybe kind of had their uh, their their time in the '80s and all that, and sold a couple records like Faster Pussycat or L.A. Guns. Well, you, they're, they're never getting into the Hall of Fame. I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder, will any will any of the hair metal bands made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That poison. Poison was in the rock and roll? Well, they will if they're not already. You think? Yeah. Poison will, Motley Crue will. That that's oh, probably Motley Crue, yeah. Wow, Motley yeah. Crue's not in yet. I yeah, I don't think so. Wow. I, we would have covered yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but someday wow. they will. Yeah. That's yeah, that's kinda so, like Kiss, like how's that going on, right? Um well, they're in, are they not? Well, yeah, but like it took forever. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, we definitely know that they are in Radioactive Metals Hall of Fame. <laughs> like that is a foregone conclusion. That happened a long time ago. Um, because, like I said, we've been doing our own Hall of Fame nominees or inductees like for the last seventeen years, and we have. Three categories, okay, um, album, band, and what you have dubbed as the myth and legend, myth and or legend, where it's that, it's that, um, it's that little extra something that we associate in some way, shape, or form with heavy metal, okay, we've inducted past inductees, for the myth and legend have included Roadrunner Records, Morris Sound Studio, um, Fishnet Stockings. Um, you inducted a uh, a guitar pedal, a, a, yeah, a certain HM2. guitar pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Metal Massacres series. Did we induct yeah. Lemmy's Mole? Lemmy's Mole. Have we done that yet? <laughs> no, no. All right, putting that on for. Um... I think for one, like, because I, I, I keep a running total here. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll put this for 2025 because I've already got next year's taken care of. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, it's going to have to be 2026. <laughs> I got some for 2025, too. Holy jeez. Look at this guy coming prepared. I have to, what? man. I have to, like, write this stuff down when I think about it or it's gone. <laughs> I can't believe uh, that we don't have Lemmy's Mole. I know, or his ward, oh, or whatever yes. they call it. But you know, yeah, what, but whatever you know what that is. About. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we all know. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> okay. See, that's just an example of, you know, the radioactive metal myth and legend. So for 2023, what is your myth slash legend? All right. Myth and legend. And this is going to set off the theme for my Hall of Fame this year. But my myth and legend is Greg Ginn's Dan Armstrong. It's his clear guitar, the Lucite guitar. Okay. It's completely see-through. Oh. Yeah. Greg Ginn's see-through guitar. Well, we know who the musician in this show is. That's for sure. I never would have thought of of some of something like that. And it's still he's still playing it. It's still in operation. It's well, if you've ever seen one, those things are like fucking tanks, dude. Um, like, okay. Yeah. Now, it, and if, and if he doesn't play it anymore, it's because he's in his sixties. He's like, fuck this noise uh. <laughs> because it's, it's heavy, dude. Okay. Like, like those, those things are heavy. Like that's, like like my Frankenbase, dude. My Frankenbase weighs almost twelve pounds. Oh, jeez. And so that's not something I want to play on a strap. Um, okay. And that those those clear guitars, dude. They're they're up there. Like there's there's some heft to them. It's hopefully it's not as heavy as that bass, but it it could be close. You know. Would something like that cost more? Like a clear. The clear, just just over, just a regular guitar for whatever that is. Not necessarily, right? Because they're not known for sounding good. Oh, okay. You know, and and it's funny because the Dan Armstrong, the great Gin plays like it's a real big part of the Black Flag sound because Black Flag was not a band trying to be pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Like this was a band that was really leaning into the the abrasive, gritty underside of humanity, right? Uh, and, and exposing okay. that, and that's the kind of sound you get from those pickups, you know, in, in that guitar. I mean, you know, th- th- there are theories that are like, well, it's this lucite block, and you're gonna have better vibration transfer because it's so solid, and blah blah blah. And, uh, but at the same time, you lose the warmth of the wood, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, for, for like, you know, a real, like for me personally, like I, I, I like the sound of the wood. Like we sold at the music store I worked at, we sold clear BC Rich Warlocks and those, those were like four or 500, right? Like they, they weren't super expensive and I really wish I would have picked one up because they're pretty uh-huh. badass looking. Like they're really badass looking, you know. But it's still it's a fucking beast, dude. <laughs> right on, right on. Excellent, excellent. For myself, um, when we've had this conversation, not only on this show, pretty much with all of our co-hosts, but I've also had it with a number of our creature features, particularly when I was out and about doing what we called our action interview when we're, you know, we're doing it in person at the venue, on the bus, in the hotel, in the back lane, like, you know, wherever I've done all these amazing videos over, or interviews over the years. Um, I've thrown this out to some bands when they were at that point in their career. 
The importance of record number three in heavy metal. Okay. It just seemed like for a while that was the make or break for a particularly a thrash band to continue. Okay. The third record for Slayer, Rain and Blood. You know, that was the record that kind of gave them a, an oomph in terms of um, rec- uh, recognition, like beyond the underground. The third record for Metallica was Master of Puppets. The third record for um, Anthrax was Among the Living. Okay. The third record for Testament was Practice What You Preach. That's Megadeth was so far so good. Dude. Yeah, like all of those records that I just mentioned for those bands, those were the albums that that pushed them like beyond the confines of the mainstream, at least in terms of of recognition and sales, getting on to bigger um, tours as the support act. You know, like it just that that was the magic record. If you if you put out a killer third record, you know, you had a career. So doing something a little bit different and I am inducting record number three. That's cool. Dude. Into our, <laughs> our hall of fame in the myth and legend category. Speaking, speaking of albums, my friend, regardless if this is the third album or the 12th or the 20th album, which full-length album are you inducting into Radioactive Metal's Hall of Fame? Black Flags Damaged. (laughs) Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Anything by Black Flag is definitely Hall of Fame worthy. Is there a reason for that? Anything specific? Well, just I like it's the it's the first record with Rollins. Uh-huh. And I think it's the closing is it is it the closing one? The damage to that the the way that that just that slow beat Okay. Um, and there's just man, just so many things on that record, you know. D- just really, really reach out to me, but just it, it was so fucking raw. It, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it was that first record with, with with Henry, and he's just going for it at every point. I mean, and you know, I'm a big Rollins Mark. Yeah, know, me like too. I, and I mean, like I'm a big Rollins Rollins Mark for the music, not just the spoken word stuff. Like I right. I watched the spoken word because I loved the Rollins band. And I'm like, I will watch anything right. this guy does, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Radioactive metal alum Henry Rollins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, man. Good choice. Good choice. Um for me, probably a, a special record, okay. It it came out. Uh, Right around the time, 1984, when um, I had just, I had gone metal full time. Okay, before, b- before that, there were certain hard rock and 
and metal albums that I did enjoy. Around 1984, I discovered Venom, went right down the rabbit hole, just sucking in as much, you know, heavy metal that I could. A little while later, I discovered the Sex Pistols, and then I did it all with punk and hardcore and all that. One of those records that I was just like a baby hypnotized by a shining object was Rats Out of the Cellar. That second record that really put Rat and hair metal on the map. You know, like that's well, that's that's one of those like when you when you make a list, okay, of the the top ten, and we should probably do this, the top ten greatest hair metal albums of all time. Rats out of the cellar has got to be in the top five. That's a really good call, dude. Oh, yeah. and, and that, yeah. just the imagery for that album was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. You could not <laughs> yeah. avoid it. It, it. it epitomized 80s rock and roll with a, hand, with a handful of other records. And I'll yeah. never forget the night after we had, um, after this record came out and I was really digging it, I remember a good platonic friend of mine okay her 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 name was tracy we were only 13 14 okay and i just took a handful of records over to her place and she we that was one of the records that we we listened to we listened to the first side okay then we flipped it over played the second side but as we started the second side we just we just our conversation just got in more depth okay we just just started you know our 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 conversation we were just totally focused on one another and you know the records back then the the record player sometimes once it hit dead wax yeah the needle would pick up go back to the beginning and drop to the beginning of the record again. This happened about four or five times where we listened to side two of Out of the Cellar because we were just so enthralled with what we were talking about that we just... And it, it's just... it's it's uh, That's always going to be a special memory that's of, cool, of, of mine again. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's weird how the mind remembers these little things. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, what I had for dinner last night, forget it. I have no clue. But <laughs> a special memory of listening to a rock record in 1984. Yeah, I'm all over that. So, yeah, rats out of the cellar. You know, it's just... And it's it's not just the wicked singles. Like, everyone knows round and round. Okay. And I think Wanted Man and um, Back for More were were singles but you know scene of the crime as well as was a good song like just from beginning to end just it's just a solid record i think i want to play it tonight i think i'm going to pull it out of the snowy vaults and and, and and give it a spin so this is it my friend i can't remember the last time we had a show that went by this quickly, like, but I, I guess, 
I guess we just we just had our shit together, <laughs> you know, and uh, we definitely got it going on. So this is it. This is the big one. Our inductee for band in the Radioactive Metal Hall of Fame. What do you got? Black Flag. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know why that hasn't been um, on inducted already at some point. Either you or I should have done it. But it, it just goes to show... You know, like there's just so much awesome music out there, okay? And there's just so much that you and I really dig, you know, from from all all the heavy music sub subgenres. So there's always going to be, you know, that out of the cellar, or or you know, there's a there there there's always going to be that black flag or. Uh, even you know a, a couple years i could see me inducting rat there's always going to be that one big band that we're gonna go well why didn't we do this earlier oh yeah because of the fifty thousand other great bands that we enjoy and like to cover and all that so this is not an easy thing to do every year it's not it's, it's not really not Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I still remember the first one. I'm like, geez, like I have to put so much thought into it, and that's why, like, I'm keeping stuff several years in advance. Like, <laughs> I'm writing down, I'm like, wait a second, I want to do this one this year. I got more ideas. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've said this before. For 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 something like this, okay. If it's not difficult. Okay, if you can just ring off, yeah, this band, this band, this song, this record, you're not putting any real thought into it. You know, so, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. This this is definitely tough. Before we get on out of here, because like I said, it's 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 well, almost so. What's your band? Yeah, I'm just about. To a drop, former like radioactive metal alums, we had drummer Terry Garvin on the show, and it was an absolute thrill because he of the mighty Kirithungal. <clears throat> now this is the this is that that band I remember. Okay, once again, early teens, first discovering metal, hitting up you know the record shops, going straight into the metal section flipping through all the records and seeing the Kirith Ungal covers. Okay, the Frost and Fire, the Land of the Dead albums. And it's got that, you know, that that Conan-esque sword and sorcery type uh, type artwork. Where already being a Conan fan from the comic books and and the the first Arnold movie and all that, like you just, oh, wow, you know, this is so cool. And you just kind of sit there staring at the album cover. And, you know, as it turned out, the music inside of those awesome jackets is stuff of legend, you know, and Kirith Ungal would go on to be just an, an amazing, Amazingly influential band as well. And like I said, when I had the good fortune of sitting down with Mr. Garvin, it was definitely one of those special thrills. 
So, yeah, without hesitation, Kirith Ungol. And they're still going. Like, 2023, we had the Dark Parade record. You know, how exciting was that when that came across our desk? And we slapped that on for all of our beautiful listeners and all that. So, yeah, this year's Hall of Fame inductees, my friend. I think we done good. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I just wish... There was a little more fanfare and a little more, few more categories and just a little more to say because this is, this is feeling weird. We're kind of wrapping up a little bit early, but it is what it is to get us on out of here. Let's go back to Kirith Ungal's debut record. How about the title track from Frost and Fire? Um, and once again, my friend, um, I want to thank you for a fantastic 2023. You know, every time we sat down and pressed record, we always had an interesting chat. And we, I like to think that we, um, every time we did that, we kind of uh, learned something from one another. I know you, oh, yeah. you were, you're definitely schooling me with all of the bit, all the gear talk and all that. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, I was recording um, the latest Wrestling Night in Canada over at our good buddy Matt Copper's place. Well, before the three of us sat down to do that, Ducky had brought a pedal. I don't remember what it was called, but he wanted to, he found an, an old pedal and he wanted to put it through its paces at Matt's place, plug it into the amp and all that, just to, just to see how well this 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 pedal was still working. Okay, well, he plugged it into the guitar and they were using it. And the whole time, you know, and I'm just a spectator. I'm just a come with guy. I'm sitting back, sip, sipping a drink while they're talking gear and all that. And I was thinking, man, I wish Aaron was here. Oh, this... dude, I love it. Because I'm immediately like, what pedal, dude? I need to know what pedal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I should, I should find out for you. Yeah, yeah. But I did manage to drop Big Muff into their conversation. You know, they were talking about the pedal. I said, that's nice, but it's no Big Muff. <laughs> okay, which, uh, that you taught me all about the Big Muff pedal. Nice, man. <laughs> and all that and they got a real kick out of that i think they were more surprised to hear that i knew what the big muff was you know more 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 than any, more than anything else so yeah yeah i want to thank you for everything and of course we want to give just a hello and a horns up to you listening to this, if this is your first episode or if you're a long time listeners, we want to thank you for, 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 for everything, you know, like this is kind of why we do it. We like to, Aaron and I, we like to sit down and have these conversations and have these great nights, these great nights together. But we really enjoy knowing that there's a lot of people out there that are enjoying what we do. And of course we want to thank everyone, you know, that works with this show behind the scenes, the PR. Okay. When we were an interview, uh, when we were an interview show, all the tour managers that we had to deal with and the vast majority of them were really great people, you know, and, um, 
yeah, there are experiences that we won't uh, we we won't ever forget. So we want to thank everyone that helps out Radioactive Metal behind the scenes. And um, finally, big shout out, and you know we'll discuss this again as we are leaving to everyone at the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. I was a big fan of this network before we got on. Because, you know, as we're going to say, it's predominantly a pro wrestling uh, network. So um, when a slot was available, you know, I, I called the guys up and I said, Hey, how about bringing Radioactive Metal on and... Tony, the main man behind the Shining Wizards Network podcast, or behind the Shining Wizards podcast and the whole network, he said, Snowy, for you, Radioactive Metal kicks ass. We will be more than happy to uh, to bring you on. So, yeah, thank you guys for everything this year um how can uh, people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org is where all the episodes are past present and future you can drop us a line radmetal666 at gmail.com um at radmetal666 on instagram to see pictures i actually got pictures of the franken base up from last week's mm-hmm. episode yeah i saw that and uh, facebook.com slash rap metal. That's where Mr. Snowman is pretty active, you know, mm-hmm. bringing all kinds of fun stuff out there. And let's see, Stitcher, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts. If you can find a podcast on the internet, you can find us. We triple dog dare you to not find us. You won't. You won't. We're there. Can't do it. And then, again, thanks to the fine folks at the Shiny Wizards Network, shinywizardsnetwork.com. We are also on Spotify. So you can find us there with the Shiny Wizards Network and all those podcasts. The Shiny Wizards Network is, Snowy said, a whole host of fine podcasts. Go check them out. And they also host our sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we got some good, good stuff going on out there. All oh, right. definitely. Definitely, yeah. 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 There's going to be some good stuff the whole network over for 2024. So, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been an award winning episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.